the Lord has risen. It should be the greatest of all the great news of this earth for all, every human being. The Lord is risen. Death no longer binds us, holds us down. And yet, such a great news evokes something different. There broke out a severe persecution of the church in Jerusalem. Great news, and yet seems like a news that instead of rejoicing, people consider that to be an offense. So that's why we have a persecution. So throughout the whole countryside of Judea, Samaria, especially in Jerusalem, uh, all those who follow the Lord became persecuted. Devout men buried Stephen and made a loud lament over him. And yet we have those who wish to eliminate the church, the early church. One of them is a great apostle himself, St. Paul. Saul was his name at that time because when he became Christian, he changed his name into Paul. Saul, meanwhile, was trying to destroy the church, entering house after house and dragging out men and women. He handed them over for imprisonment. Great persecution, a lot of suffering, a lot of those who, men and women who were, were handed over for imprisonment, they had to suffer much. You know, there's always the situation, why is God's word so rejected? Why is it persecuted? Why is it so difficult for people to hear that Christ loves them, that the Father sent his Son so that he may rescue them from slavery, from sin? Why is it so hard for people to grasp the plan of God? Of course, we know the reason, sin, rejection of God, not wanting to hear him, you know, the temptations of the evil one or the or the you know the lies which continuously brings to our to our hearts and we believe the lies more than the truth. This is what we have. You know, persecution. You know, last couple of days we heard on the television a persecution against the unborn. Human life should be a joyful gift but there's also human brokenness is there as well. So life is not wanted. Life, human life, a beautiful gift of children is seen something as a burden, as something that is, should be rejected. You know, when we look at ourselves as human beings, what is it? What's going on inside of us? Once again, blindness, rejection of God's word, rejection of his grace. We don't want to listen. And so, but we have, we have had because you know the abortions happen in in the life of humanity for a long time, and yet since 1973 here in the in the United States, we have we have made it uh, a law without truly any foundation in constitutions, but the key was to to 
speak that we would want the way God has given us the gift of life. We want to have something different. We want to have a control over others. You know, as Mother Teresa, who once said that that we choose evil means to attain some form of happiness for ourselves. We uh, we will rely on even violent means to attain what we wish, and yet we're not happy. We're not happy because no misery, no evil can bring us good. No evil means will ever attain good, even no matter what we wish or desire. And so this is why we have for 49 years, by the way, it's kind of symbolic. The 50 years supposed to be a jubilee of grace, of mercy. We have entered into the 50th year of the uh, rule versus weight. It's kind of interesting, very symbolic, that perhaps maybe this is on this year of jubilee of mercy, uh, that the Lord wish, wishes to restate again the original purpose, because as you know, the, in the Jewish Hebrew traditions, the, the Jubilee year was the one that uh, all the things that we have lost, people of God who have lost properties, everything would be returned back to the original owners. Maybe this is what the Lord is giving us, an opportunity to reset again something that, that by what we have done, we not only have rejected the value of children, but we have created the possibility to excuse it legally. We do not know exactly how this will turn into what way, but we have complete hope and confidence in God that God will provide because the truth that the Lord gives us through his revelation, the truth of the dignity of human beings, the, dig the dignity of each human being, even in the earliest forms on the stage, even the, in the womb, that value is there. It's not without value. And, and those who are opposing it in an organized way, they're, they're very confused. They do not know. On one hand, they don't know what a woman, who a woman is. On the other hand, we have you know, women who are fighting for, for their freedom choice. We speak of choice, but actually means death of a child. There's all confusion, all confusion all around us. Why? The one who confuses us is the liar himself, the liar who was the evil one and inspiring others to do something which, which is contrary to the very human life, human dignity. But we know from our readings today is those who became persecuted, those who were rejected, those who were scattered. We see that those who were scattered actually were the ones who carried the seed of faith to others. So persecution, in whatever form it is, ultimately through God's power, through God's love, through God's grace, become sources of good. And this is what we have today. Yes, they were persecuted, and yet, because of persecution, they were scattered. And because they were scattered, they brought the great news of, of God, God's love and mercy to others, every place, to Samaria, other places. As a matter of fact, it was this impetus of the persecution itself which scattered the Christians, and they carried their faith in their hearts. They were able to proclaim it, they were able to teach others, they were able to lead them into 
into the, the gift of, of God's merciful love. And not only that, but those who were scattered brought the Eucharist with them. So all of a sudden, yes, persecution, but we have something great that was given, not on account of, of the persecution itself, on account of that which the Lord brought out through the persecution, the suffering. It was Tertullian who, in the, in the third century, made a famous saying. He says that the blood of martyrs is the seed of Christians. He says the more they are martyrs who are persecuted, the greater the growth of Christianity because they're witnesses. They are willing to give up their lives for their faith. We see what happens to those who are even like right now in, in Ukraine who are fighting. We, we, are, we admire people who are willing to die for freedom, die for, for freedom. But here we have even something greater, those who are willing to die for the Lord, for God, willing to offer their lives for him because they know that what he offers to us is eternal life. What he offers to us is life of glory. He offers to us, despite the fact that we're broken, we're sinful. We have all kinds of things which block us from entering heaven. And yet we have received through Jesus that forgiveness of sins. He is the one who took upon himself all the sins of us, of our sins, of the sins of the world. And he took him and, and he allowed himself to be nailed by our sins, nailed so that we may have freedom, we may have life. This is the greatness of what we are offered. Yes, persecution gives us the opportunity to witness. A persecution that gives us the opportunity to see and to give and offer Christ's life to others, to offer the opportunity to, to give them the Eucharist. And so what it is, is this, yes, Persecution is there, but, but now those who are scattered bring Jesus to, to those who are, who, who are uh, enslaved to sin, those who lived in fear, those who are, who are filled with, with evil, whatever forms it was, uh, those who in any way were sick in spirit and in mind. The Lord gives them this opportunity to receive the Lord. You see, this is this is the the greatness of of that. So even today, yes, there's this persecution of the unborn, but we know that God ultimately will overcome. Everything will be overcome, just like death was overcome by by the Lord's resurrection. He rose from the dead, because the power of death cannot hold him. The power of evil will not over, be able to overcome the good, the love that Christ has offered to us. And so here, especially in our gospel today, the Lord says, gives us the promise. Yes, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Unless you eat the, the body, the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. But when you have, when you participate in the Eucharist, when you participate in sacramental life, you receive the Lord. And whoever, whoever partakes of this bread of life will never hunger, and whoever believes will never thirst. But the Lord says even more. He says, the Lord says to us is that 
that you know the father has given him all those who believe has given to him and he will not lose anyone whoever expresses their faith in the lord yes sin, sinners we're all sinners but that sin doesn't block us when we turn to him and ask him for his mercy and the lord says that he over will always be there for us he will not reject anyone who comes to him no matter what his sins are he'll never reject anyone how, no matter how broken he is, because I have come down to do, to do the will of my Father. And the will of the Father is that the Lord Jesus will bring into fold, into paradise, all those who follow him, those who wish to receive the gift of mercy and freedom from him. Because the Lord's, the Lord's will, the Father's will, is that I will raise up on the last day all those who believe in him. I'll raise up, give them eternal life. So this is what we have this is what we have here. We have the word of encouragement or word of of powerful gift of God, of new life. This is why no matter what's going on will happen. However, this this, this leak to of the um, of Alito's uh, argument you know, written at that time in February and which contains so much wisdom. Uh, no matter how it will proceed from here, those who wish to use it to counter it in whatever way, ultimately we know that they will fail. They'll fail because it's it was it's built on lies. It's built on confusion. It's built on lack of clarity because sin blinds us, especially capital sins blind us. We can't see. We think what we're doing is is right, but the problem with that is that unless we're rooted in the in the truth of God, we we do participate in lies, and so we know that God will provide and God will strengthen the church. God will give wisdom and knowledge to those who have been given this opportunity to see clearly. Perhaps we can enact these things sooner than later, because if we enact later, we have to suffer more. A suffer more a greater suffering because being being uh, uh, afflicted oh, and blinded and and not following the Lord's will we contribute to the evil and to the sufferings of others maybe then today as the Lord gives us the opportunity both to see the truth to be consoled by the truth of salvation that we may be filled with hope that God will overcome sin as he has overcome already, that he will overcome within us, each one of us, because we have the freedom to say yes to the Lord. We know that the gift has already been given, but do we accept it? So we have to pray for each other. We have to pray for the Supreme Court justices. We pray for all the elected officials. We have to pray for wisdom for them, for their conversion. We have to pray for the conversion of Putin and all those who who follow the path to use evil means to attain good. Whatever good that he wishes and desires is corrupt, is, is destroyed, and he cannot pursue this path. But what we, will, what we have before us is we have the gift of the Eucharist, which means Jesus is with us, and he will be there with us till the end of time. He'll never leave us intended. He has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the gifts that flow from it, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, fear of God. We have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have the gift of God's word, Jesus, who speaks to us through his word. We have the gift of the church to guide us.
and we have above all the gift of God's God the Father's love for each one. Maybe then through this these special gifts we become his children who know where we are heading because our destiny is glory. May we help one another so that all of us may attain salvation and heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.